Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your humble, happy host, and we're broadcasting live from lovely, hot Austin, Texas. So we have a really cool radio show for all of you today. Um, and I have to say, one there's two quotes that basically inspired today's radio show, and one was uh, Sheryl Sandberg, and Sheryl Sandberg's quote was. Um, perfect is the enemy of done. Perfect is the enemy of done. And the title of today's radio show, which comes from Anthony Robbins, by the way, is Complexity is the Enemy of Execution. So what are we talking about with all of this? What's the point of all this? Well, we've had so many coaching calls over the past couple decades. And uh, Julie, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. Great to find yes, where we've sure. had people, where we've had people, basically, well, they're always in this getting ready to get started, to get going, to get their list done, to get their this done, the the other thing done, and what they're doing without knowing it is they're ensuring they're locking in their failure, because they're trying to they're trying to essentially make it so that they have lots and lots and lots and lots of excuses, and maybe they don't even know they're doing it. I think honestly, that's the reason that most people fail in this business. Something like ninety percent failure rate after thirty six months or less. It's because nobody tells you guys or makes it really super clear what we're saying. So they'll tell you to do, uh, about to say dumb shit, but I'm not going to. They'll tell you to do stuff like like so many Facebook posts and do all the rest of it. And they're trying to lead you to believe that that actually is going to move the needle for you. And then when it doesn't, you just convince yourself, well, it's just I haven't been doing it enough. I have to do more of it. I have to do more of it. But what you're really doing without knowing it is you're actually doing the wrong thing. Now, eventually, some of those things maybe in some ways passively might create business for you. But for you to, hey, unless you're passively wealthy, unless you're doing real estate as a hobby, which I doubt if any of you are, you have to make money. You have to feed. You have people to feed. You have yourself to feed. And so these long, sort of complex, overly analytical, you know, business plans that some of you guys have succumbed to, that you think that you have to completely do before you actually can actually make money. And I, again, I realize that many of you are being taught that it's absolutely positively wrong. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to kind of walk you through the, th- the fallacy of that thinking and introduce you guys to the fact that at the end of the day, the way to learn is while you earn. Don't learn and then think you're going to earn. And, and I get societally we have been taught that. We go to school, we go to school, we go to more school, oh, shit, more school, and then guess what happens? Then you're told to go out and get a job. So, yeah, we're all institutionally trained to believe that you learn, then you earn. Well, we're here to tell you, as an adult who's probably got responsibilities, you have to learn and earn simultaneously. And uh, if you're finding yourself stuck in the quagmire of things to do, of trying to be perfect, hopefully we're going to help you break through to the next level. So, Julie, before we get to your – and I read your outline. It's excellent. So before we get to your outline, any emails or thoughts or questions or comments or anything else you'd like to share from your uh, coaching and whatnot from today? Yeah, quick shout-out. Yeah. yeah, a quick shout-out to Jeffrey Twig, who is in Venice, Florida, originally, I think, from Wisconsin, and with friends in our own Buckeye State. So he's got quite a reach in different areas, but is recently uh, moved to Venice, Florida. And Jeffrey has, uh, he's, I'd say, working on his second full year in the business, but is extremely coachable. And the reason I have a shout-out to Jeffrey is because he's the guy who is doing what you just talked about, 
he's earning while he learns. He put together his pre-listing package, but we're working on tweaking his, uh, you know, full pre-listing presentation through the Essentials program, et cetera. But he's got the pre-listing package done. Okay, so he's using that on his listing appointments. He's prospecting for many of them. Some of them are center of influence. Is he absolutely polished at the high lo highest level and completely educated in real estate? No, but he's not waiting. He's going on lots of appointments. He's taking listings. He's not waiting until he feels like he's perfected everything. He's got the pre-listing package tweaked to the point where it works for him. He's just now starting to compete on some more stuff, so he's going to get the more formal presentation done. But here's a guy who has been coachable and is making money as a result. And just in case anybody was wondering, there is no perfection in real estate anyway. You're never going to just miraculously know everything. And even if that were possible, they'll just change the rules on you anyway, either between lending and home inspections and team rules and prominence and all this other stuff. You'll never get to the point where you go, okay, I know it all. Some of the listeners think that they're there because they're grizzled veterans, but that's maybe why their business has plateaued as well. So I just wanted to give a nice well, uh, kudos to Jeff for actually implementing. Go ahead. Julie, we were, you were talking to me this morning about an article you were reading about essentially – um, essentially the combination of action while you're learning. I mean, you were essentially telling me that was the essence of the article, right? You know, it was about mm -hmm. Alzheimer's and the rest of it. But at the end of the day, oh, that is right. what the essence of the article was. Yeah. So, it, guys, here's, here it is. Like, Jeffrey is going to be successful. You know, he already is, obviously. But he's going to be even more successful quicker because of the fact that he was doing it while he was earning it. And by combining those two yeah. things, you learn it faster. Like, for example, you know, you guys who are in the getting ready to get started state and you realize you've been in there a long time, um, the question you have to ask yourself, and this is kind of a mindset thing, is if you have a listing appointment, you know, tomorrow at 4 o'clock, and this listing appointment is the dream seller. And as a matter of fact, this seller, it's a $10 million house. You know that 100 people are going to want to buy it, and the seller is going to pay you a 20% commission. Okay? I know, never going to happen. I get it. But there it is. So you want this listing. You tell me. Think in your head, but you have to get your listing presentation done. You have to get your act together. You have to get your pre-listing pack done. You have lots of things to do. You would be stunned and amazed how fast you get all that stuff done, right? Because you would be doing it. And while you were there at the, list, at the seller's house, even though you weren't delivering the listing presentation at the highest level, even though you were fumbling and you were trying to you know, weave things together that maybe shouldn't have been woven together, all that, but you would be learning. So because of the stress, if you want to call it that, of actually being in the fight, you're going to learn faster than if you're just back at the dojo doing the practicing. So that's what this, that is, in essence, what we're trying to get all of you guys to, to comprehend, especially coaching students. Our coaching program is about taking action. Remember, we focus on um, educating you, motivating you, but the getting in the action part, that's what you guys have to do. That's the one thing that we can't do. We can't just reach through the radio or reach through the phone on a coaching call and get you to take action. You know, you can't. You guys have to be the ones that are doing it. So sometimes the delay of the taking of the action is because you feel overwhelmed. The overwhelmed feeling is voluntary, and that's what we're going to help all of you hopefully understand on the radio show today. And if you want to write this down, here's what your homework's going to be from today's radio show. Just write this down now. What are the two or three simple steps? And this is you know, for everyone, not just the folks that are stuck in their own you know, quagmire of procrastination. What are the two or three simple things, actions you're going to take today? Um, well, I'll make it even easier for you. In the next five days, what are the two or three things that you're going to completely get done? But here's the deal. These two or three things have to lead directly to a paycheck. Oh, Tim, I'm not motivated by money. Yes, I know. Some of, 
I know some of you are saying that, so then shift your mindset. Don't make it about money, even though that ultimately is what you need to be focused on, but make it about, you know, helping people. So if you're somebody who has some sort of, you know, little, you know, your mindset isn't motivated by money, you're choosing not to be social, you think that's wrong, whatever, that's fine. Then say to yourself, what are the two or three things that I can be getting done in the next, say, you know, five days, they're going to lead me to a place where I can help, you know, two or three different people buy or sell a home. Or if you're going to be, you know, keep it practical, you know, what are the two or three things I can get done in the next five days that will lead to two or three paychecks? Directly lead to paychecks. Direct actions. Who's, what, are you, what can you do that's going to put you directly in front of ideally a seller who's actually going to do a transaction that will actually result in you getting paid in the next, say, 60 to 90 days? Have that be your homework from today's call as Julie goes through her points. And Julie, before you get to your first point, and I am excited about this because you have gone ape on all your quotes, which is awesome. Um, Thank you. Right? <laughs> you must, did you buy a quote there. book or what? No, I just, you know, I I think that it helps to know that it's not just us saying that or it's not just our listeners going, huh, well, I heard that on a podcast. It's that these are thoughts and action items that have worked historically over the years for more than just us, that these are some commonalities to successful people in lots of different fields. It's not just about real estate. And I've always thought and I think that you and I, this is one of the things that we learned early on before there was coaching, and you would just go shadow people, that sometimes mm-hmm. you learn the best stuff not just out of your own office, not just out of your own market, but sometimes out of your own field, right? So, yep. you know, you've got to keep your eyes open. It's not just about what your broker tells you or your office manager or some free seminar. It's the world at large, and I think that we all end up being uh, better, more fulfilled people first, and then that translates to being able to help more people, which translates you into making more money and providing more fun stuff for yourself and your family. It's all related. That's why. Well, so before we get to our first point, I want to remind all of you guys, if you're not in our coaching program yet, do consider um, what that offers for you. This is a coaching program that was designed specifically for all markets and all price ranges. And it's also, guys, it's specifically geared towards a changing market. Some of you are really experiencing a changing market, especially those of you in the upper end. Others of you basically think that market is still going to continue to go up forever, which it never does, by the way. So Real Estate Coaching Essentials, this coaching program, checks all the boxes for you. Whatever it is that you want to achieve in your real estate practice, chances are it's covered in this coaching program. It's all your listing presentations, your buyer presentations. Everything Julie and I talk about on the podcast is part of the coaching essentials, but that's not good enough. Not, it's not good enough for you. We also have made it even better. You get four semi-private coaching calls per month, hosted by usually Coach Julie. In addition to that, you get a private coaching call per month, and that private coaching call is you and a coach on a call. And that call is scheduled around your schedule. It's called Coaching on Demand. So you manage that as well. The price for this program is less than $100 a month, and the best part of it is that every single one of you are pre-approved to be in this coaching program. Literally, every single one of you are pre-approved to be in this coaching program. All you have to do is fill out that form, name, email, phone number. Someone from our staff will call you back. And you also, just for completing the form, get those six free books, Thinking Grow Rich for Real Estate, Real Estate Treasure Map. All those books are uh, just emailed to you. And then, obviously, you can have all your questions answered about the coaching program. This is, in essence, what a lot of you guys have been searching for, I think, you came to this podcast not necessarily knowing what you were searching for, and now hopefully we're hoping to open your eyes to really all the amazing possibilities that are in this industry. 
if you keep your head screwed on straight and focus on what's most important to you every day, that's what this coaching program is about. Complete the form. Someone from our team will call you back. And, uh, yeah, welcome to our coaching organization. So, Julie, let's get to your first point. Yes, okay, so I think that we are calling this complexity the enemy of execution. So this is about how to achieve mindset bliss by finding the simplicity in real estate. This is something that we're working on with all of our coaching students. I have a quote from Thomas Mann who said, order and simplification are the first steps towards the mastery of a subject. Now, that seems kind of counterintuitive, right? Don't you want to gather up all of your different educational elements and memorize stuff and you know, get to be perfect at scripts before you feel like you're really mastering a subject. No, he said order and simplification are the first steps towards mastery of a subject. So keeping that in mind, I also had one of the things that I go to all the time, Albert Einstein said, everything should be made as simple as possible, but not simpler. So what does that mean? You You can oversimplify. So some of our students, you know, they hear media-free morning, so they just decide to throw out their iPhone. We don't want to be extremists here. You've got to know where, what is the most simple without being too simple and kind of uh, shooting yourself in the foot on that. So I always refer to Einstein's quote on that. Well, how do you make this practical, tactical, and applicable to your own day-to-day real estate practice where anything goes, anything can happen You know, there's landmines in your voicemail and your email, and one day everything is bright and shiny, and the next day it seems like all your deals are coming apart. So how do you actually apply this idea of simplicity? Well, look at your real estate day as consisting of several parts. You've got your pre-business routine, your morning business schedule, you should have an actual lunch, and then your afternoon schedule. What we're going to work on on this uh, radio show is to help you work on simplifying and purifying each section of your day. Again, your pre-business routine, that's your personal pre-business routine, your morning business schedule, lunch, afternoon schedule. How do you simplify and purify those things? So I wrote down, just to kind of jump into this, simplicity in your morning pre-work routine. You shouldn't have a list of 20 items we're trying to simplify and purify. So most important parts of your morning pre-work routine Number one, have a consistent wake-up time. So let's stop on that for a second, Tim. I'm sure that you've come across coaching clients that have all these elaborate rules of what their schedule has got to be. And if it's Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, I handle it this way. And if it's Tuesday and Thursday, then I do that. And if I don't have an appointment, then I'm sleeping in. Well, that's well the reason that you want to the, the reason you want to have a simple morning routine is so you can be successful right out of the gates. That's what I want you guys to notice and pay attention to as we go through these points. Um, is that if you have, for example, we shared with you guys uh, the general who gave the speech at the University of Texas's commencement. And he said one of the things he always does every single day is he makes his bed. Because that way, no matter how crappy his, his day is, when he goes back home again, his bed's made. So it's a little mm-hmm. gift he gave to himself. And so everything in between, you know, making the bed and basically coming back to bed could be a complete chaos. But he knows he's done that well. So what you want to do is you want to set up yourself every single morning with tiny little successes and that are relatively easy to accomplish. Getting out of bed at the same time is something relatively easy to accomplish. Going for a walk, doing some kind of exercise. Guys, it's really critical that first thing in the morning you get your blood pumping and not just from caffeine. Here, here's an idea. This is what we do. Go on a walk with your coffee. You know, there Kill you two go. birds at one time. 
You know, so yeah. that's that's the thing. You got to get your body moving. Now, you guys might have differing times because you have kids that need to get on buses and whatever, whatever. That's great. Maybe you're in a, in a climate where it's cold half the year, like when Julie and I were in Ohio. Get a in an exercise machine. Have that time set aside. It doesn't have to be uh, an hour. You don't have to drive through the gym and go through the whole routine. And you know, it's two hours there and two hours back. Um, you guys can study this on your own. Uh, Julie and I are not, you know, physical coach. What, you know, that's on our space. But really, every research paper we've ever done says if you if you exercise just like 15 or 20 minutes a day, you're great. So just do that, and then have a little series of wins before you actually start your day, before you actually start your work day. Because that way, when you go to your workspace, be it in your house or your office, you're going to already feel really damn good because you're already on path. You're already on track. You know, you've already done that. You've already made your bed. So. When you actually go to the work and you're having to get bent into the mindset of you know, doing the work, you're not gonna, it's not going to be a struggle because you're already feeling successful. You see how these are like little mindset hacks that if you guys follow them, the accumulation of these little steps will make a huge meaningful difference in your lives? Julie? Yeah, that's right. And I think that your pre-work routine, to your point, Tim, where at least you've done this to take care of yourself, some simple step like making the bed, like exercise, you know, take your coffee with you, et cetera. I think there is another hidden benefit to being in control before you walk into your office. There's a lot about real estate that's not in your control. An inspection goes sideways or some of your lead generation isn't working the way it used to. There's a lot of stuff that you're at least not in direct control of, but you can control what time you get out of bed. You can control if you're meditating in the morning. You can control your exercise in the morning. You can have eight ounces of water before you start your day. You know, I read something that said 90% of the time when you think that you're tired, you're actually dehydrated. So eight yeah, ounces of I read water. That, too. that by itself yeah, well, gets your brain working, right? And you can control but Julie, it. Julie, drill down on what you just said. Guys, what she just said, this was, again, this is pretty cool research that just came out. Um, so if you, if you suffer from uh, feeling a little bit like you're dragging ass around 2 p.m., um, it's not because of any of the usual reasons. It's because you're probably dehydrated. So go have eight ounces of water. Don't pump yourself full of coffee. Have eight ounces of water. Uh, it absolutely positively does work. So, Julie, let's, let's move on. That's right. Okay, so that's your pre-work routine. I'm going to bridge into the next part of your day with a quote. The simplification of life is one of the steps to inner peace. That's from Mildred Norman simplification of life and i think every single listener could use probably more simplification i know that that's something that i'm working on so simplification of life is one of the steps to inner peace so moving on to your next part of your day this is the real start to your work day making sure that you stick with your media free morning you're not getting drawn into the drama you can control that then what do you do well starting your morning with 100 percent lead follow-up i like to call it Relentless lead follow-up with the intent to set appointments instead of, hey, how's it going? I was thinking of you. It's when you called, you know, last time I talked to you, you said you wanted to this and to this that had of that, and before you buy that, you've got a house to sell. Tell me more about your situation. And then going for an appointment. So your morning should always have lead follow-up. You never should get to lunch without having all those leads followed up on. And when you do it consistently every day, this is never a problem. It's one of the number one things that agents complain about is they never have a real grip on their lead follow-up. So handle it in the morning. Remember that at least 30% of your appointments should come directly from your lead follow-up and that they are the most likely source to actually give you a qualified appointment. So 
for those of you who think you have a lead generation problem, look first at your lead follow-up and make sure that you can swear that you are 100% on top of that lead follow-up and that you're handling that in a systematic way. Next, okay, Julie, after you have conquered Julie, hold yes. on. Hold on. Yep. Let's make that more practical. Let's drill down on that, okay? Lead follow-up mm-hmm. something that people talk about endlessly, and most of the stuff that, they're, that agents are listening to basically adds complexity. So let's break this yeah. down. Here are your lead follow-up rules, guys. We're going to make it super painless for you. Write this down. If it's a seller that has to sell, in other words, it's a seller that basically is getting relocated. They want, they've already purchased another house or in contract on new construction. They actually are – maybe there's a financial thing. Maybe they inherited the property. Maybe it's a probate property. Who knows? These are property you – know, REO is a great one. A short sale is a great one. So a seller that absolutely positively has to sell. If they have to sell – here's your lead follow-up rule. You guys listening, write this down. You have to list them. You have to follow up with them until one of two, two things happens, and this is kind of a joke, but just still it's relevant. Either They have either list it with you or somebody else, or they file a restraining order against you. So if they have to sell the house, there is no just three times and you're going to throw them into your stupid digital lead follow-up system. Uh-uh, that doesn't work. If they have to sell, you have to follow up with them until they list it with you or somebody else or file a restraining order against you. Obviously, the second thing is a joke. Now, Here's the thought with, for all of you. So many agents do not do that. So many agents, they'll say, oh, I don't want to be too pushy. Don't want to seem too pushy. Or they'll say, I don't want to seem like too aggressive. I don't want to fill in the blank ego comment. Many times those sellers, especially if it's an expired seller or even if for sale by owner, they're testing you. They've actually literally said to themselves, I'm going to list it with a person that follows up the most aggressively. That's the person I'm going to list the house with. Oh no, I don't act like that in my market. The sale price is too expensive. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we're not going to blah 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 blah. So we call once, and if they don't call us back, screw them. No, you follow up with them yeah. until they list with you or somebody else. They file a restraining order against you. That is your lead follow-up rule for sellers. Makes it easy, doesn't it? Which means you have to get them on the phone. You have to pre-qualify them. Know what their motivation is. Use our motivation script. It's def- It's part of obviously the coaching program. Fill out that form. Now, if they're a buyer, buyers are different. Oh. I want to go back to the sellers. Call, 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 call. Email does not count. Call. Knock on doors. Email. Any kind of digital communication does not count. It's too easy for them to ignore you. And that's where all the other realtors are going. All the other realtors are emailing. All the other realtors have put them in you know, drip campaigns. All the other realtors are doing the passive stuff, hoping that somehow that seller is going to list with them. doesn't work. You call. You knock on the door. That right there makes you different. That right there is an unfair advantage in your marketplace because you've just been a smidge more aggressive. Or I'll call it this way, more professional. Now, on the buyer side of things, if you, buyers are trickier because there's no such thing as a buyer that has to buy because a buyer can always say, I'll just rent again or I'll just stay on my lease. Or I'll just change my mind because there's nothing ever that's forcing a buyer to buy. Oh, hold on, Tim. You're not right there. They just bought a house and they have to reinvest it. Or they just sold a rental property and they have to reinvest it. Not true. Lots of you guys are dealing with sellers right now who are selling investment properties who are not doing 1031s. They're taking the depreciation and the tax hit on it because they're not confident that whatever they put their money into is going to continue to appreciate. There are lots of examples of people that will be more than willing to take the tax hit. So don't convince yourself that it's a valid buyer just because they're you know, thinking about a 1031. Buyers are the reason that you guys get burned out because you'll have some buyer that takes all your time and they'll change their mind. It does not take anything at all to get a buyer to change their mind. 
uh, the you know economy, the news, the this, the that, the other interest rates, the, the you know the basic clouds were not exactly the way they were supposed to be formed in the sky, you know, all kinds of things. And the buyer just stops being responsive, stops calling you back, and you're like, oh my god, I just wasted the better part of my summer with this fool. We've been there, we've done that. Please listen, guys. If you want to list to last, if you want to last in this business, you got to learn to list. And then when you do. Focus on the sellers to have to sell. And when you get one, you follow up with them until they list with you or somebody else or they file a restraining order against you. Get it? That's your lead follow-up rule. Next point, Julie. Well, to your point, I just want to rewind to the whole email drip, automatic this and automatic that. When a coach hears that, you know what we all think? We think lead avoidance plan. We think conflict avoidance. Don't want to hear no. Yes, exactly. So don't think you're going to get away with that. (laughs) Okay. So the next quote I wrote down from Anthony Robbins, and we borrowed our title from this, complexity is the enemy of execution. So on a previous uh, radio show, we were talking about that talking about work is not the same as work. That's making it more complex. That's adding steps. Complexity is the enemy of execution. When you're thinking about getting ready to get started, when you're doing your research, when you're polishing, planning, or tweaking, that's not work. That's making it too complex. You're avoiding the actual work part. So let's apply these thoughts to our lunchtime. Simplicity at lunchtime. Well, how do you handle that? Well, first, actually eat lunch. It's weird that some of you guys don't do that. And then this is how you find yourself ordering pizza at 10 o'clock at night when you're finally done with your work day, which makes it so you're also curiously however many pounds overweight because you're not watching this. Have an actual lunch time. Actually eat lunch, do it at a regular time like normal working people do. Have lunch or brunch with a past client, ideally, or a person from your center of influence. It could even be your mortgage lender. Who did you talk to today who hasn't actually found a house yet that you're pre-qualifying? Best past clients, referrals, etc. Have a real lunch at a real time with a real person, ideally. Maybe not five days a week, maybe three days a week. On the other two, you're having lunch by yourself. But even then, go to Starbucks, have lunch there, wear your name tag, talk about real estate. End lunch on time and get back to the office. There is a level of scheduled discipline, but you see that we're not making it like from 9 a.m. to 9.18, here's what you're doing. No, we're just working through the day in an organized, simplistic fashion that has to do with making money. So hey, next, so listen, Julie. Yeah. Well, we have to look at the time. So, guys, here's the thing. We know that a lot of you got into real estate specifically so you wouldn't have to have a schedule, (laughs) right? Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys, a lot of you got into real estate because you said, I want to be my own boss. I want to control my own destiny. I want to make as much money as I want to make. I want to take time off when I want to take time off, right? So here's a thought for you. If that's the actual approach you took to the business, how's that working out for you? It doesn't because that doesn't work. That's just the fantasy. That's the myth. That's the entrepreneurial myth. Oh, I'm going to, you know, it's, it's really crazy. But a lot of people think that you actually work less when you're self-employed. Wrong. So a lot of people think you don't have a boss when you're self-employed. Wrong. Your boss is your customers. You know, a lot of people think that when you're self-employed, life gets easier. I got news for you. Usually not. It's usually more work. Because when you're self-employed, when you're the one that's responsible for you and your family and paying bills, especially in real estate where you're 100% commissioned, hey, guess what? You don't earn. You don't eat. That's stressful. And you have antivirus software that's running in your brain pretty much 24-7, don't you? In the evenings, in the weekends. Now, if you're looking for some sort of secret sauce to make those feelings and emotions and random thoughts go away, 
it starts with mindset. It starts with knowing your numbers. It starts with basically having a schedule, all the things we've been sharing with you guys. So start applying them, and you'll start feeling yourself have more control. But do understand, as a business owner, that, you know, we, you know, we're kind of calling antivirus software where you're, you're you know in your mind you're you're realizing that you know maybe you're this isn't right or that isn't right that's part of being a business owner that's the burden of being a business owner and that doesn't go away it does and it gets worse the bigger the business gets with more people to manage that always is there no matter how big the company is no matter how wealthy you become so that's the path you've chosen for yourselves now do yourself a favor and choose the path that has the least resistance so you can get to where you want to be. It helps to know where you want to be. Again, it helps to know exactly what it looks like for you when you're done, when you've been successful, when you're labeling your own success, when it's not about your perception of what other people think about you. And that's all the things that we share with you guys on the coaching program to kind of get your mindset in the right place. So this business, you know what? Here's the thing. Make the business work around your life and no longer your life working around your business. Julie, are you still there? I am indeed. Okay, cool. So let's wrap up the show. Uh, where are we picking up tomorrow? What's our first point for tomorrow? Uh, we're going to talk about the afternoon routine. So we'll get started on that, and then we'll have our two-part radio show for these guys to actually do something with. And remember, stick to that theme, simplification. Let's just make real estate less complicated, but we're applying it specifically to your dollar productive daily schedule. So remember, guys, here is your homework. I assigned it at the top of the call. In the next, say, well, I'll even streamline it. In the next three days, do three things. They're going to put you in a position to help somebody and earn money. And those three things would be things that are going to be direct communication with ideally sellers. So find three sellers in the next three days that you can have a direct conversation with. So in your marketplace right now, where is where are there people that have their hands in the air right now saying, I want to sell my house? Where are those sellers? It's not a mystery. You don't have to buy the leads, guys. They're there for you to take. They're everywhere. Expired for sale by owners. Notice defaults. You know, short sales. The list of folks that have to sell their houses is endless. I mean, part of the coaching program, we show you guys how to go after. I think it's 27 different seller lead sources, and every single one of them is free. You don't have to spend money to generate leads, especially seller leads. And once you generate seller leads, guys, well, frankly, you'll probably never want to generate buyer leads again. If there's anything we can do for you at any time, please feel free to email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. Anything, anytime we can do for you guys, we're always here. Have a fantastic day, and we'll talk to you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.